0: Welcome back to episode 59 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast, everyone. We're sponsored by Fightback CBD. Get 20% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com. I pulled out a t-shirt today for you, Bo. Use code JJD. We're also sponsored by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need from website design, Google Ads, logos, SEO, anything you need to build your business, they can help. Check them out at bbdigitalmarketing.com. Excellent. I'm Milton Campus. What's up, everybody? Brown Belt training out of uh, South Florida. You can check me out on Instagram at BJJ or at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies. Got Bo behind the camera. Say hello, Bo.
1: Hey, Bo No Belt. Bo
0: (laughs) Bo (laughs) No Belt. We're trying to get – maybe today we're going to get you on. I think – we're going to get you on the mat. So you told me last, last episode that I might have to start training, you told me. Dude, I have nothing but jujitsu t-shirts. <laughs> Somebody's going to ask me to, to roll and be like, I am like, I don't know. Eventually, you're going to have to put up. I only produce shit
1: for jujitsu. jitsu <laughs> All
0: right, let's bring in today's guest. We have founder of BJJ Trotters, Black Belt, Christian Graugard. How are you, Christian? Hi, I'm good, and you? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing awesome. Did I say your last name correctly? I practice it a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try.
0: <laughs> so I, I I've actually got to thank you. Uh, last night I I went to train, and I've been watching. I watched your I watched the documentary, and I watched right. some of your um, the event uh, uh, the seminars that you that you've you've done around the world. I I watched a couple, uh, and I practiced my head above butt for my passing. <laughs> And I also Mm -hmm. kind of tightened up my guard a little bit last night. And I was just like, (laughs) What it was like this little small, like, obviously I knew these things, but it was the reminder and the way that you gave the information in the seminar. I brought it into training and I was just giving everybody a problem, especially with kind of passing my guard, just kind of staying real tight, keeping my elbow to my knee. I I had a lot of fun. I was I came in all giddy today to the studio when I was telling Bob. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. It's those little things. It's those really little things. So. Happy um, to help. Let's, uh, let's dive right in. Let's do the, you know, kind of the obligatory, uh, you know, how did you get your start in, in jujitsu? And then we'll go deep.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, um, so I did like, uh, I did Taekwondo as a kid for like 10, 11 years or something like that. Oh, wow. And um, when I when I became a teenager, like I discovered uh, alcohol and girls. And <laughs> I, it was, Okay. <laughs> I was a little bit tired of, of training. And, uh, so I took a break, like most many people do in around that age. Um, and, um, and I started to get like really out of shape, like super skinny. And, uh, uh and I thought I, I need to get back into some sort of sports because I did sports all my life. I, I played football, uh, quite a lot as well. Um, association football that is, that is okay. I should call it soccer yes uh, and uh, <laughs> and um, so I wanted to do something I started lifting weights which was kind of fun and then it became boring and I thought I I, I kind of missed doing martial arts uh, and I, I stumbled over this um, advertisement in a supermarket for uh, for Jeet Kundo just like Bruce Lee something so there's a picture of Bruce Lee I was like shit I want <laughs> I want to do that stuff and um so i kind of i thought hey i haven't done martial arts for like uh, two years or something and i really wanted to do some some sports again because i i had been in shape all of my life and it was kind of weird to be suddenly be unathletic um so I, I went to uh, like a, a trial lesson there and at the very first class someone grabbed my head and squeezed it and put his hairy chest in my face and I couldn't breathe and I was like oh my god this is just amazing Uh, I'm in love (laughs) yeah this is great I can't can't believe you can actually grab people you know Um, because I had only been kicking holes in the air for 10 years my entire life (laughs) <laughs> um so i was just completely blown away by the fact that you could grab each other and squeeze you know yeah and uh yeah it's uh, we've been grabbing and squeezing ever since it's 22 years ago or something it never gets boring so um so that's that's pretty much it and i mean there was no jujitsu back then whatsoever and jeez kundo was more like it's kind of like pretend mma like kung fu uh, you know um, but with some elements of, of actual sparring and, and like boxing and stuff and uh, and, and wrestling, grappling, and, um, it was really fun, but we didn't know what we were doing. Um, so we, we heard about, we heard that there was something like the UFC and, uh, and, um, I remember very clearly we sat after training once we've been training for a few years or something doing like, it's kind of like self-defense street fight, silly stuff. And, and my, my instructor there, he said, I mean, mind you, this is in maybe 1999 or something, way before Jiu-Jitsu was like, had even left the U.S. pretty much, or uh, uh, even the UFC was not really heard of back then in, in Europe that much. Uh, maybe someone had a VHS tape somewhere, but I mean, nobody had actually seen it. Um, I clearly remember he said, yeah, he, he was going to take a course in this Brazilian wrestling style, which was really cool, and uh, and 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 as he said, it's like that. Do you remember that that monkey guy in in Bloodsport who jumped onto people and choked them out? That's it. That's that's the stuff that he was gonna <laughs> learn and teach us. I was like, I want to do that. That sounds amazing. And uh, and then we also we we managed to get our hands on some VHS tapes, some old Chris Howder tapes. Uh, like I remember six tapes. We had this big tv on a you know one of those tables with wheels on that we had to roll into the training hall every day yeah and plug in the vhs tape and then watch some techniques and try it out and uh and that was pretty much how we started uh just like five six guys who like to grapple and um and yeah then then there were no competitions so we started hosting some competitions we did just like inter-club competitions because there were no other clubs then there were suddenly other clubs and then we, we started doing other competitions and there was no, there were no MMA competitions. You know, we thought we, we, we have to kind of try this out. Uh, so we, we hosted some MMA competitions also my, like, like inter club, we just fought each other. Uh, and it was very, back then there, it was, we were very inspired by like Japanese MMA and, um, you know, shoot, shoot fighting, shoot boxing, all this stuff, so. Uh, so we did uh, some intra club competitions with wearing like um, I don't know if you know these like boxing helmets with a cage on, like like kung fu helmets. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, but then we did like with, with full value tutor rules, like head butts and knees to the head, and like soccer kicks and everything. It was pretty fun, uh, but but I mean we were just desperate to try this stuff out because we've been doing like street fighting for a while and it's like okay well i guess it's kind of silly because i'm never going to fight anyone on the street no i mean in denmark you're not never going to fight anyone unless you really want to um (laughs) uh, so uh so we thought this is kind of silly and we we would like to try this out uh, but there's the sport doesn't exist here so we we kind of had to invent it in a sense and then ever since it's just been traveling and and doing seminars and doing lots of competitions and and the ball just started rolling and and um Ultimately, we, I started an academy, uh, my own academy. I, I kind of broke up from the street fighting Bruce Lee stuff after a while. I mean, uh, because, I mean, it was like self-defense stuff and I lost interest. So I wanted to do more sports. Uh, so we were a few few people who started uh, an academy and um, ended up uh, running that full time for 15 years with like 700 members at some point um, in Copenhagen, Denmark. And uh, yeah, so it's just... Trial and error. Never had an instructor. Just kind of competed a lot.
0: That that was going to be my question. You said club. So in the beginning when it was a club, it was really, there was no like head instructor. You guys were just kind of trial and error learning by rolling with each other.
1: Yeah. I mean, I had the VHS tapes driver Mm -hmm. and the classes, but apart from that, it was just a lot of like sparring, uh, you know, just competing. And then whatever didn't work, we went back to fix it. Yeah. That was pretty much it. So we did that for for many 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 years. Um yeah and uh and that's it and here we are 20 something years later.
0: So the 700 members is that BJJ Globetrotters? That's what BJJ Globetrotters became?
1: Uh no, not at all. Oh, that was no? just my 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 academy in Copenhagen. Okay. Uh, we, we so we had like we had like Thai boxing, boxing, jiu-jitsu, uh MMA, CrossFit. Uh just like a, a, a range of martial arts um so that was my club and it was completely separate from Globe Trotters.
0: okay so how does globetrotters fit into this equation at what point you know go back 20 years you started uh you know grappling H- how is bjj globetrotters born
1: um by complete a- uh, accident in a sense um i um i did this round the world trip 10 years ago that uh and i came back from that and we we had we had a competition team obviously at the at the club and every year we would go to the europeans in portugal uh so we would bring like 10 15 people there for for a week and we would compete there um as like an annual thing and this year after i came back i wanted to um we wanted to to register the the academy for with IBJJ so we could sign up because I think they, they just started that rule that you had to be a registered academy or something. I think this was like 2012 or something. Uh, so we were trying to register the academy and um, and we couldn't do it because there was already another academy in the US called CSA or Combat Sports Academy. Um, so we couldn't pick that name. So we kind of had to quickly come up with a name and I had just come home from that trip and uh, I've written the blog, uh, the BJJ Globetrotter. Um, and, uh, globetrotter.com the blog is still, still online. And, um, and someone said, Hey, let, let's call, let's call this year's, uh, year Euros team, uh, BJJ globetrotters. i you know, like kind of that's like the team because every year we had a name for the team, uh, kind of a fun name or something, you know? And, um, so that year the name was BJJ globetrotters because I just came back from that trip and I was like, fine, that's funny. And, um, and I, um. And every year we we had like, like t-shirts or something silly or like e-patches for the team or something to kind of like make it a fun little trip for, for everyone. And, um, and I said, Let, let's make a, let's make a key patch for the team. we were like 14, 13, 14 people going to the competition. And and I drew up this, this bus sunset BJJ Glo- Trotters patch, uh, and, um, <laughs> and that was fun. It's just for us, just for, for our little team going. And I posted it on my blog, uh, like I did that travel blog from from my round the world trip, and uh, I posted that that patch, and and I got like a million emails like, hey, hey, where can I get a patch like that? I wanna I wanna join in on this, and uh, and uh, I was like, oh, I guess I'll print a few more just for the fun of it, and uh, I, I printed some, and then some people said, hey, I also plan on going to the Europeans, and I can't can't register my team either because it's like this new rule, you have to register a team, and it's kind of complicated, and uh, and I was like, sure, just sign up with dope turtles. I mean, whatever. I don't care. We, we just registered it. And you can, of course, just compete for us. It's just people I met on my trip. Um, so a bunch of people signed up. They all came down to Portugal. We all competed together. And then the, the ball just kind of started rolling from there. And suddenly, without uh, kind of uh, wanting to or had planned to, I had created, I would say, a uh, an affiliation as a joke in a sense <laughs> that, ter- that, that turned into the biggest affiliation in the world. Uh, but it was really just a, like, a, kind of for the fun of it. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Let's call it an affiliation. I guess I'm a black belt now. I guess I can call this, I can make up an affiliation. So why, why not? Um, so that, that kind of started like that. And, uh, and that just became many things. You know, Globetrotters just became the kind of the, the stamp on, on many, many projects. I always like to you know, make things happen and, and, and do a lot of projects. And, and Globetrotters was just a great excuse to make more stuff happen. Uh, we had um, also when I came back for the, from the trip, I, um, I, I trained in 56 academies around the world. Um, there's an, there's, I wrote a book about it. The ebook is online for free if anyone want to read it. Uh, I also just recorded it as an audiobook, um, and um, so I, I, I trained in fifty-six academies, uh, every, anywhere in the world. And everywhere I went, I just told people, "Yeah, if, if you want to uh, come visit me in Copenhagen, of course, just just come by. You know, I uh, I will be happy to host you, show you around, training, come train for free, whatever." And and it kind of backfired because everyone came to visit me when I came back home, <laughs> it was just like nonstop non-stop tour guiding as like n- never-ending stream of people coming to visit in copenhagen which was super fun also exhausting uh there was a point where i i remember six months straight where i had someone visit every single week so every week wow. i did the same thing i took them on the same sightseeing we went we were training every day i took them out for dinners whatever you know and uh, like gave them the grand tour because i i had some some karma to pay back to some hospitality to pay back to the universe after mm-hmm. that trip around the world. And, um, and I, um, I was just exhausted, just super exhausted. It was super fun, but but it was exhausting to be like a full-time tour guide. And, and uh, did so you have a some, full-time
0: job at that time?
1: Were you working? Yeah, the gym you was my d- job.
0: The gym was a job. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was third poor, but it was my job. So, uh, I could train as much as I wanted. And, um, at this point, I had run the gym for more than 10 years, so okay. um, so, so, um, so, I just told people who are planning to come, why don't you all come in the same week? That could be kind of fun because then I will do have less work uh, showing people around. And like 25 people from who I met around the world uh, came the same week to visit. And I was like, hey, cool, so many people are coming. Let's invite also some friends I know who can teach maybe some special classes. Or we had some friends like from Sweden who came over to teach. Uh, and it just became like a week of training, uh, going out, eating, doing fun things. And, uh, I was like, damn, that was super fun. I mean, what's not fun about having 25 friends visit for a week. You know, <laughs> uh, that was super fun. Let, let's do that again. And they came back next summer and then they were 50 people. And the next summer they were hundred and suddenly was like, Hey, let's call this BGJ for Furthers camps. And that's kind of how it started. So, uh, here we are almost 70, 70 camps later of friends coming to visit. Wow. So wow. um cool. that's how it worked.
0: That's amazing. Now how does the the documentary in, in your timeline? The documentary was that just 2019? Was that that's was pre-pandemic, but was that around 2019 mm. or it came out in
1: 2019? We filmed 2019. Uh he followed us behind the scenes for one year, filmed all the camps. And uh yeah, great timing. It's funny yeah. at some point in the in the in the film I say like I don't know if we can ever beat this next year i don't know what we're gonna do <laughs> next year the world is burning it, you know, no, we didn't know so it was good timing yeah we filmed that 2019 and then we we're planning to release it last year last summer but obviously nobody could travel anywhere and we wanted to do a proper like a movie theater premiere okay. event uh so we postponed it one year which was which was torture because we just wanted to show it to people It was just me and stevie just working on that forever and, But another year of editing made it so much better, and uh, we're very happy. I'm, I'm very, I'm very, very um, fascinated by what he he managed to do with it because he was literally just a young guy with a camera who did uh, a few good family holiday videos. And I said, uh, (laughs) Hey, 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 why don't you come with me? (laughs) Yeah, why don't you come with me for a year and film everything, and then I'll have good, good video and pictures from all the camps that I could use for like advertisement or whatever and he was like, sure maybe we can put it together and make some kind of film or whatever. I didn't know but uh, yeah, I put my money on the right horse there. yeah good job.
0: I, uh, tell everybody the name of, of the documentary and where they can find it. I just watched it this week but I'll let you I'll let you tell everyone.
1: The documentary is called The Gentle Art of Travel and you can just find it on YouTube yeah. pretty easily.
0: So funny enough, uh, uh, do you know who Brandon McCatherine is from Tenth Planet here in the States?:
1: Awesome. No, um,
0: he, uh, he was Eddie Bravo, one of Eddie Bravo's first black belts on the east coast of the United States. Anyway, he says one of his best investments that he's ever made was having somebody film constantly in his gym. He just constantly films classes he follows him around so the content i mean it's just grown into just a tremendous amount of content tutorials behind the scenes so yeah i mean it's uh, i don't know if you still do that but uh but yeah i mean it was it, it's an amazing documentary i loved it uh, it made me go take a deeper dive in, into some of your stuff and that's where i found uh you know the uh, uh the seminar videos you, you film every yeah. seminar right you you, you put no. them out
1: no, I mean, the camps are, the camps usually have like 45 classes. Okay. So we have, we have like one or two cameramen on each camp Okay. and they film anything from five to 20 classes, 25 classes out of them. It also depends. Uh, some of the classes are like repeat classes, so we don't film them twice, but. I also don't want the cameramen to sit and film like ten hours a day because they would burn out and die. You know, yeah. so so they uh, God bless. So you. they so <laughs> so they they pick they pick a few classes a day and then uh, and then we put it up once or one one or tw- uh, once or twice a week we put them out. So
0: so let's let's uh, maybe fast forward a little bit. I don't know how much fast forwarding this is from the documentary to the issue that you had with IBJJF, uh, and I'm I'm very interested in this because and and I'll explain as we go. But I'm very interested in this because my gym has recently broken its affiliation with Fight Sports. Uh, so, but uh, but tell me about how that issue came about and why they wouldn't let uh, BJJ Globetrotters compete anymore.
1: Uh, I'm still not sure, but I can guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I would say it's it's not like the end of the world. It's not yeah. really, honestly, a big deal whatsoever. Um, but people love the drama. So, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, it back. So back when I, I registered the team for, for that Europeans, uh, 10 years ago, um, I, um, some of my friends were like, yeah, sure. Can, hey, can we also compete under globe Because we also cannot sign up. It's like a mess and the Europeans is in a few weeks. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, I just registered it. I don't really care. I mean, it doesn't their results. are not my results, uh, win or lose, it doesn't matter. Um, and then I posted that on my blog and like a bunch of people and academies like, say, Hey, can we be affiliated to this new affiliation that you made? And I guess, Oh, it's like, it's, it's an affiliation. Oh, yeah, Sure. Why not? Uh, I dunno, send me your logo, I'll put it on my blog. And then we call this the charters affiliation. Um, uh, and, um, and it kind of grew. And then people, then people contacted me and said like, Hey, I, I'm like, I'm just traveling. I like you, I don't have anywhere to any academy. Can I? Can I also be a member? And I I, I would like to compete as well. It's like, yeah, sure. Why not? And that list just started growing really fast. And um, very quickly I realized, damn, this is actually turning into an affiliation of some strange sort. Uh, it was not planned. I didn't want it to, but that was what it became. Uh, so I said, at least in the beginning, let's set uh, some very, um, very strict rules for this so it doesn't turn into uh What I have seen other affiliations be, which I think is can be extremely unhealthy. um So from the very beginning, I said I kind of wrote down the values of Globe Charter, so to say, like you can say like the, the the kind of the I don't even know how to say it in English, but like in tenants. a sense like the the constitution in a sense, okay. you know, like this this is this is what this is gonna be, be built uh, get, get built on, and it can never change, and I can never change it, and. If i do you have to kind of abandon globetrotters and dissolve it uh and and they're kind of straightforward uh there are no affiliation fees you know we will be happy to promote anyone who deserve it if they're a member or not so they don't need a business relationship with someone to to get a bell promotion and people can train wherever they want academies are not allowed to tell people that they cannot go to other academies and uh and, and stuff like that and and obviously the most important of, of them all is this is is that we agree to treat everyone the same on and off the mats um i would say through traveling and training many places i would seen quite many things that i thought was kind of stupid i mean people can in in a strict hierarchical sport like jujitsu Jitsu uh, based where where relationships are often based off uh, one person wanting something very badly from another person which is uh, uh build promotions um that can quickly uh, maintain some very unhealthy relationships people can get stuck in some very unhealthy relationships even they can be stuck in relationships with someone who are maybe not nice human beings but they will still hang around because they're like oh then this person is going to give me my black belt one day i better hang out for a little bit longer and then this black belt is like oh, i need those two degrees so i can also give black belts and i i know there's been like sexual harassment cases and whatever but but you know, people, people can hang out in really, really bad unhealthy relationships um because of this stuff. So I thought if if this is our chance to to randomly do, do an affiliation as a kind of as a joke, let's at least try to make some rules that 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 makes it um that 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 kind of prevents us from ending up there down the road, you know. Mm-hmm. That doesn't put me on a pedestal, that doesn't uh, uh, require people to be stuck in a business relationship in order to feel like they progress in their own career and 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 sometimes even their business. Um, so so that's that's why I wrote down those those value for club charters. and I thought you, you have to you have to follow them if you want to be part of it. And for the academies, they also have to give a, a, a week of free training for anyone visiting, and and they cannot they cannot tell their members they cannot train anywhere else. Otherwise, they will be kicked out, so to say. So, um, so there
0: are there are actual academies that fly your band. Like it, it might be uh let's just say Miami Jiu Jitsu and the Globetrotters, BJJ Globetrotters is their affiliate. Right? They have whatever their, they want. Yeah, I mean they can have that. That's what that's what they could do with you.
1: The right? funny thing is that you know, what is an affiliation? Yeah. Nobody knows. It's just like <laughs> it can be whatever you want it to. Yeah. Or some people they treat Globetrotters as a very traditional affiliation where they kind of find people to promote them or do seminars or networking mm. or whatever. For other people, it's just like, oh, yeah, we signed up for this at some point and we're listed somewhere that we're traveler friendly But okay. anything you want. Okay. I mean, aff- affiliations are human-made inventions, 100%. There is no blueprint for how an affiliation is supposed to be. Yeah. So this is, this is an open-source affiliation that provides you with everything any traditional affiliation will provide you with if you want it. Uh, it's just there is no business, business relationship involved.
0: So, so, so yes. you, you mentioned this, like you mentioned sexual harassment. You were thinking about that. How many years ago was this now? You were thinking ten about 10 years ago. You were thinking about that. And obviously you've seen what's gone on recently. So that's yeah, kind briefly of, read yeah, some headlines. <laughs> yeah. that That's uh, my, you know, uh, uh, my, again, my gym left the affiliation, uh, but myself and one of my co-hosts had left. I was training at fight sports in South Florida uh, and my, one of my co-hosts was training at Wagner Roach's VRMA uh, down here in South Florida as well, and we both decided to leave when all of these things started to happen. It just became too much, and we decided that we were going to move on. Luckily, my gym dropped their affiliation, and they decided to move on as well, and I'll get into that. I have some questions about that. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny enough. Like, I mean, this stuff is – this isn't new. The sexual harassment, sexual assaults are not new, and you were thinking about that 10 years ago when you were, were starting this this thing yeah
1: i think uh, i mean in just in general bad behavior you know or just yeah. not nice people because just because but uh, it's always dangerous when there is a power relationship right yeah. when one person wants something from another person and that's how you build the relationship you know yeah. that that's that can always be very dangerous it, it can also be fine just no problem but yeah. often if the person in power is not a nice human being that can turn into a very bad relationship down the way you know? And I mean, we see that in the news now and then, you know, so, um, so, so I, I said, okay, if this is our chance, this is our one chance to to create our own affiliation. I was like, shit, I guess I'm making an affiliation now. Um, let's try to make it so that we, we kind of build in some, build in some mechanisms that allow people to be free from all this shit, you know, like, because what is an affiliation even, and why do we, Needed does anyone need an affiliation to wrestle with other adults? It's like, I don't think, I don't think so.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: not really necessary. It's only because of the power relationships and belt promotions. That's the only thing that keep people in this shit. I mean, just look at any other sport. It's not like there are affiliations in Thai boxing or MMA. I mean, it doesn't exist because there are no, there are no belt promotions. There's no hierarchy. Um, so anyway, we were talking about the IBJJF and this yeah. kind of, this story kind of leads to it. Yeah. Uh, so. So I thought, okay, sure. Anyone can, of course, compete with me. And I also ran into many people back then who were like, yeah, I would love to do what you do, but my, my instructor will never let me go train somewhere else. I can't even go to an open mat in town with someone else. I would get kicked out or whatever. It's it's shit, but I really like the training here and I want him to give me my purple belt soon, whatever, you know? Uh, I was like, that, that's shit, you know? <laughs> that that kind of sucks because who knows? Maybe your, best, your next best friend is in the other academy just yeah. down the road, you know? No, who good. knows who you're going to run into? um so i thought yeah uh, i mean so when people ask me hey can i compete on the globetrotters i was like yes of course because uh, sure uh, if i can help to set you free so to say from from having this from from otherwise they would need a business relationship uh with someone uh higher in the belt ranking uh who can then be in charge of their uh, signatures and all this shit. I was like, yeah, that's silly. I mean, why would you have to hang out with this idiot if you don't actually like the person, but you just do it so you can compete in the IBJJF? That's kind of ridiculous, you know? And he doesn't, and he even tells you as an adult, he tells you as another adult, that you not cannot, Who? what other adult, adults you can go and play with. You know, that's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean- When you say it you like that, that, it does sound very strange, oh, yeah. yes. Why would why it's would you true, pay though. another grown up person to tell you what you're allowed to do? It's like it's like the weirdest thing ever, you know? Uh, so I was like, of course you can compete for doctors because that means you don't have to deal with all that shit. Then your your academy suddenly does not is not required to have a business relationship with some affiliation where you have to bring in some guy once a year for a seminar and like Say, oh, oh, professor, you're the one who takes care of my whole life and promotes me and all my students. Thank you, thank you for all your effort. And really, your your real instructor is YouTube and competition, trial and error, right? Um, so that you can put put that badge on on your on your ghee. It's kind of weird. So I thought, okay, great. That's that's an opportunity for me to help set people free if they want to. You know, so of course they can compete with Dr. Tartus, no problem. And uh, that kind of grew over the years. More and more people are signed up. Uh, and I was like, sure, we just, I, I mean, and then, then there's obviously a lot of critique for this because it kind of breaks with the, uh, traditional, uh, uh assumption of what is an affiliation. People say, you can't just ha- have anyone compete for you because you have to build your team with the right fighters to represent you in competition. And I was like, I I, 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 couldn't care less. It's not, if they win or lose, it has nothing to do with me. Uh, and this is just one private competition, mind you, That there are many competitions obviously. So, um, so we signed up a lot of people and helped them compete uh, many people were very, very happy because they didn't have to deal with, with affiliation bullshit. Um, and that kind of went, and then I, I think after like five or six years or something, someone wrote on the underground forum, like not even addressing me or anything. It's like, just wrote and tell Hey, Christian Graubach, why do you sign up fake purple bells for some, some shit like that? Like obviously looking for the drama, which is totally fine. I, I like to debate online. I have a lot of. I am kind of a coral belt in that, um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so basically, one I guy understand. who was a blue belt had. One guy who was a blue belt had always oh, like Christian, Christian Gragard makes fake promotions or something. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Okay, so one guy who was a blue belt, he had signed up. Said, "Can I compete with you?" "Yeah, sure. I'm a purple belt." "Okay, whatever." He signed the form. I mean, what happens even? He's just going to lose. It doesn't really like it doesn't benefit him or anyone really. Um, and i was like okay i guess oh okay this guy was lying so i just kind of email IBJTF and say hey you better pull this guy out again fine no big deal um but it's like yeah you promoted him as like no there's a there is the the the, the line between what is uh, signing a form for someone to compete and what is promoting someone's build. i that line is purposely blurred by the IBJJF and many, many else because it's completely not the same thing. You know, it's like, it's two very, very different things. Uh, so I just, I just put a signature on a piece of paper so that he could compete in a private competition, one of hundreds of competitions. That does not mean that I'm responsible for his belt level, not whatsoever. Um, so anyway, so I just pulled this guy out again, no big deal, but then I thought, okay, maybe, you know. I don't want to deal with drama so let's do some background check or something a little bit you know so whenever someone someone asked us um i would have uh, one girl who's working for me who's very very good um she would like just go on facebook or instagram and just check hey okay if you say you're a purple bell let's let's just see if you have any pictures of that actually like have you ever competed in that division before blah blah, blah. So she just did like a basic background check which is already more than any other affiliation in the world you sign up for will ever do. You know, it's not like if you sign up for Checkmate today that they will go and check all of your belts for your students. It doesn't happen. Yeah? Um, So, uh, so I thought, like, okay, uh, but what about black belts? You know, let's maybe do like a little bit of background check on it just to make sure they're actually black belts. Because suddenly, uh, this grew from just me going to Portugal with and a few friends to like uh, 300 people suddenly. Like, you know. So it's like, okay, so if you're a black belt, uh, you could what what the requirement we then said was that uh just have five other black belts on facebook messages and confirm that you're a black belt you know like um like um just just to say like okay if five black belts we, we can see on facebook these guys are black belts you can' you because people love to put pictures of them doing jujitsu in their profile picture you know uh so so if they're black belts then and they say you're a black belt then i guess it's okay we can be fairly sure that you haven't faked five, five Facebook profiles, um, just to, to, to fake your black belt. So, so that's what we did for a while and it worked fine, but I paid, uh, I pay her time to do it. So, I mean, and I, we don't charge anything, obviously the membership and everything is free. Uh, so I thought, so I, I thought that was, that was a good way to do it. We had like a bunch of people competing, uh, started to win like uh, a team competition in big tournaments, which is kind of weird. Which is like, of course, and people say, "Hey, congratulations, Christian!" And I did like absolutely nothing. I just, I mean, there's nothing to do with me, obviously. Um, anyway, so I thought that that is, a, it, I think it's good to do a background check. No, no other affiliation in the world is doing it. Um, so, um, but it's quite kind of a lot of work for her, and I wanted her to spend her time on other things for me. So, so that's when I, I kind of started to dream up the idea of Bell checker, which was like an automated version of basically people vouching for each other. So it's like a self, uh, self-correcting database of Jiu Jitsu practitioners, uh, that people can kind of vote for each other. So we say, okay, if you want to be a verified black belt here, you need, uh, 10 black belts to vouch for your profile being genuine. Uh, and if they do that, then, then you have a temporarily approved, um, uh, your rank there. And so that was like, great. I built that in the, when it was kind of locked down and I spent a lot of time on that and, uh, that was wonderful because it took so much time off, off from, from her, from Vara of doing all that manual background checking. And then I announced, um, Hey, from now on, if you want to compete for Globetrotters, um, obviously anybody's welcome because it's an, it's an open affiliation, it's uh, like any other affiliation. You, there's just no money involved. Um. You can just, all you need to do from now on is that you just need a verified profile on checker because then we know kind of that, then we can keep track of people being legitimate. Um, And apart from that, just message us, and we'll be happy to let you compete for Globetrotters. Uh, And then only a few days later, I got an email from IBJJF, and they said like, uh, hey, we uh, hear that you are signing forms for people who are not just students, and therefore you are now banned forever. And that was pretty much it. So oh, yeah. um I mean that argument obviously doesn't <laughs> that argument obviously doesn't hold water because uh if you sign up for a, an academy for any, any affiliation in the world right now, uh then even though there's some professor at the top, I don't know, I, I don't even know who, who runs affiliations today. Uh, let's say Czech Let's say you sign up an academy for Czech then you need, is it the Vieira Brothers or something to sign the forms for your students? But it's not like it's not like your students train with them at all maybe they see them at a seminar once a year i am very sure that they cannot. uh they can if they see the name they cannot point out who that is on the or vouch for to sure. the jiu-jitsu at all and not not before. at all not at all that's not how it works yeah i understand that that there is a there is a there is a um kind of a, an urge to hold on to that kind of traditional um power relationship between We have the professors here and then this under professors and then the students you know like they want to hold on to that power structure and and belt checker uh breaks that like with a nuclear bomb um and also uh globetrotters does the same because we offer we offer pretty much a a backdoor to to competing with the ibtf and also to the affiliation business uh that's a, a free alternative to what is other people's business model? Um, and I can totally see that must be damn annoying, but it's also just evolution, you know. Some people thought it was annoying when when they started when when they invented the car because they couldn't ride their horses anymore. You know, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Christian, give me one second. I want to do some shout outs here just to some of our sponsors, and we're gonna jump of course. right in. Uh, special shout out here to DD two fourteen Fightwear, at DD two fourteen underscore Fightwear, gear for the war on PTSD. Get 15% off your online order at dd214bjj.com with code JJD. Uh, another huge shout-out to Flow & Roll at flow underscore n underscore roll on Instagram. In shirt. Get shirt. Yep. Got, oh, shirt I, got fight, I got fight back today. Uh, we're getting 40% off for the entire month of November. Your uh, online t-shirt rash guard gi orders with code JJD at flowandroll.com. Also, check out their Instagram for their custom uh, academy gis and, uh, and, and no-gi kits. Uh, Check out our newest sponsor, Feito IT and AV. They specialize in commercial and residential automation, uh, security cameras, CCTV. Check out uh, their website at feitoitav.com and let them know the dummy sent you. Okay, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share wherever you're watching and listening. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to click the bell and get notifications every time we we launch a new episode. All right, that's it. So,
1: Hey, everyone. Thanks for watching. If you're enjoying the show, please help us thank our sponsor at FightbackCBD. We couldn't do this without them. Head over to their website at FightbackCBD.com. Check out their growing line of CBD products and find the solution that's right for you. That's FightbackCBD.com. And get 20% off your purchase with discount code JJD. Also, check them out on social media at FightbackCBD. Now back to the show.
0: Uh, So, Christian, let's go back into... Uh, one of the things I was listening to one of your your podcast. You you were doing a podcast, Pirate Radio. What's the official yeah, name? Yeah. The BJJ Colbert. I was listening to. Um, oh. It was uh, I think it was the March twentieth, twenty twenty. I forget his last name with with Ben. You were on the beach, Westridge. You, yeah, you were, yeah, You were on the beach with uh, with Paul McCartney, and uh, and, a yeah, naked, exactly. and a naked guy. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> and uh, so you guys were talking a little bit about kind of the business side of this. I mean, look, what we're saying here is that a lot of this comes down to money. You've got to be paying somebody. When you say the relationship, like the relationship between mine, myself and my professor is a business relationship. It's transactional. I am paying him to be a student and then he gives me my belts. And I love my gym. I say nothing bad about my gym. I I love my coaches. Um, But if I stop paying him, I don't get to come in in a year and say, hey, I want you to promote me. Uh, so, mm-hmm. in that conversation that you were having with Ben, this is something that I never knew, essentially IBJJJF, IBJJF is owned by people who either started or own Gracie Baja locations, right? Is, is that is that correct?
1: As far as I know, uh, I'm not 100% then sure. It's kind of super shady, but I think someone dug into it at some point. It's like, yeah, I think he looked at the registrations. (laughs) Ben said, like like you look at
0: the registrations in California, everyone that signed off on the, uh, on the corporate documents for, for IBJJF or Gracie Baja affiliates. So, you know, what, what if, if, if that's true, what effect does that have on, on the affiliate system and them kind of throwing you out? It's like, this is almost like competition, throwing out the competition, right? Saying you can't be here because you're upsetting the apple cart. Does that bother you? I mean, I I, I get the sense you're kind of like, as long as I get to, ju- ju- to do jujitsu, I'm good. But does that piss you off that potentially it's people that are essentially competitors and you're bucking this affiliate system? Does that bother you? No. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty straightforward. <laughs> have, have, you, have you tried to like fight that, or you just like, oh, they threw us out, and, and we'll leave it alone? Do you feel like you know uh, you you want to get back into that, or you're not even worried?
1: It, IBJJF is is one is a private for-profit company. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. They make competitions. Then they decided also to to pretend like they're a federation, who who decides things. And they do an amazing job. They do the best competition circuit in the world. They also do the best job at being a jiu federation and the best rule sets and all this stuff. They do an absolutely amazing job. It's a, it's a, it's a fascinating business, uh, hats off for that. But it is a private business. It's not a federation. It's a private business. It's not a governing body or anything. They could do whatever the fuck they want. If they want to kick me out, I was like, whatever. They have a restaurant, I can't eat there anymore. I, what can I do? I, I'm not going to stand there in the door and you. I want your food. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. whatever they want, you know, they can kick me out. It's And it does, there are hundreds of, of other competitions. Unfortunately, they're not as good, but it is what it is. I mean, they can do what they want. I, 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 could, I email them back and obviously say, I think this is a bad idea. We have like 870 academies involved in this. It's kind of bad, but that number probably makes them happy because all these 870 academies, most of them now need to go back into the traditional affiliation business, which. They probably also have that's their other pocket you know um yeah. so um but it is what it is i mean whatever i was like i i gamed the system but the system was was stupid already so i mean whatever it's okay. it's, it's honestly no big deal in a sense like yeah, yeah there was like uh maybe a hundred people who suddenly had who had planned to compete in those, those next six months but there was also a pandemic so they kind of have had enough time they literally only have to find like one whatever black belt or something to sign their form and that there's like a million black belts in the world. So that should be pretty simple. And, you know, it's not like it's something special that i register registered. Love charters with IBJJF. Anyone can do it. It's just like, you can go and register an academy today for $70 with IBJJF and you can sign up anyone who you call your students to compete for that academy call the BJJ club charters two or something. And just do that today. It's nothing special. It's just now they know my name, so I can't do it. But, um, yeah, it's it's very it's very straightforward, and I mean honestly, um, whatever people can co- can compete somewhere else, so they just find someone else to f- sign their forms. Yeah? Okay. We had a bunch of black belts who helped sign the forms, and um, and um, I mean people just ask them now to do it, and not call it Globetrotters. Nobody checks. Yeah. Obviously, nobody checks. I mean, uh, I did it for eight years, and uh, it wasn't until suddenly I think it became a little bit too big it annoyed a little bit too much of, of uh, someone's business that it became relevant to, to shut it down for them. So, but I mean, no worries. I got, I got plenty of plenty of interesting projects that I like to do and uh, helping people to compete was just one of them. So.
0: What do you have on tap? Anything that, uh, that you can talk about? I know I did see one of your videos where you did some speaking at one of your events. Uh, Is that something that, that you, you still currently do?
1: Yeah, I I do. uh, Yeah. It's a workshop I do at the camps where I talk about, uh, uh, how to create things uh i always have a lot of projects but i just finished two really big ones so now i'm just like taking yeah. a little break i did the documentary and the audiobook which were both like the documentary took us almost three years and the audiobook took me 10 months so so right now i'm, I'm trying not to start something new um but i always have some some stuff going on yeah. I, I do a lot of work on belt checker as well so that's uh, that's still uh, in development so.
0: were you uh, uh in in your earlier years, were you actually a programmer? Did I hear you say that you were a programmer?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, work, I worked as a software developer for, before I ultimately quit and, uh, and, and just did the gym full time. So, yeah.
0: And, and where are you now? You, you, do you, you're not, do you live in Denmark?
1: No, I, in Saint I, Bart? I left Denmark. I left Denmark five years ago and I, I lived, I live in St. Bart. So,
0: and how are you, the, am, are you the only Academy on the Island?
1: Uh, right. It's not my academy. Oh, it's, it's just uh, it, it's it's like a nonprofit uh, community club thing, and I just volunteer to teach there. So people okay. would train there for free, and uh, that's it. So you still so get I your jujitsu in whenever you whenever you want. Yeah, we do three classes a week. Okay. I roll with a bunch of friends. Uh, I, I I teach because I want to. Nobody pays me anything, and uh, everybody's happy.
0: And you had you did have your gym in Denmark. Is that gone or is that still open?
1: Uh, I believe it's still running. Uh, I a lot of things changed in five years, but I, uh, I we were two owners, and I, I sold off my part a few years before I left. And uh, honestly, I don't really follow it. I, I'm not sure how it looks today, but uh, I, I know many, many, many of my my former students are still training around Copenhagen in different academies, which makes me extremely happy. So
0: now, are you still obviously the pandemic? You haven't been able to travel. I would assume for pretty or at least the way you used to for the last couple of years is that going to is that going to change for you again or as things start to open up again are you still going to travel or is it kind of uh, you know yes you're, you're still going to you're going to go back to yeah, normal I, and I, doing your seminars and doing your camps
1: uh we've been doing the camps through the entire pandemic oh, we really? were okay. the only ones to, we were the only ones doing camps in the, in the pandemic i can say now i am the number one camp organizer in pandemics in human history <laughs> because i'm i'm the only one who Actually, ever did it you definitely yeah. impossible we, we pulled it off yeah. Yeah. We, we did uh, half of the camps we managed to pull off throughout the, the like the, the the bad times uh at pretty much like half capacity so we still had some really fun trips mm-hmm. um and then like recently they started to to come back i mean we have uh everything is sold out this year and uh, so we we've done since the summer and the rest of the year, everything has been sold out full, like full capacity. And next year we have 14 camps uh, already on the, on the schedule. And I think more than a thousand people already signed up. So, wow. So it's, it's, we're, I'm busy. I'm leaving for Arizona on Friday. So, uh,
0: okay. That's for a camp. Yes. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I, I would, yeah, I, so I'm, I'm was, it, was it every, difficult? Every was it, was, I mean, during the pandemic, how difficult was it to get people to come in? I mean, you said those, those were half capacity.
1: Oh, you mean like to to run large traveling yeah. social jujitsu events <laughs> in a pandemic? Yeah.
0: Yes. At where where the heck were you able to go, or were you just completely flying under the radar?
1: No, 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 no. We did everything completely by the books. I mean, I I would never ever you know do anything dangerous or break any rules whatsoever. Uh, that would only that would only serve uh, badly in the long run. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We. We did we did a handful of camps and it was super fun and we had a great time and it was all like very safe actually uh, there was uh, there were a few infections but uh, at some at the one camp but it was like ten people out of a hundred which is pretty good given that we all rolled for like ten hours a day and uh, and were in like fucking saunas and and spas every day <laughs> like, it couldn't be worse so I, I in that sense I was very, I, I would be surprised if no one got infected at any camp. Uh, so, obviously, that 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 would happen. But also, we did the last five camps with uh, 900 people, and we had zero infections. So, in that sense, it's been going pretty well. I mean, we take our precautions. People have to be either vaccinated or test or whatever to, to participate. Uh, at the Euro camps, depending on the country's rules, they would have to, if they're not vaccinated, they would have to test, like, every three days during the week. So, which is easy peasy. You know, they just literally walk in and get, like, a rapid test, and that's it. Um, so, so I would say it's, uh, it's been possible. We've been running full force, uh, since this summer, uh, as I said, 800 people at camps, week long camps and no infections at all. So that's, uh, I'm very happy with that. I was, I take it very, I, mean, I have to take it very seriously with, with a pandemic like this, I, I, I deal with people from all extreme sides of the spectrum of of opinions yeah uh like literally from the most extreme to the most extreme in every end and everything in between i have to deal with that so so i i I, obviously something that i i put a lot of effort into doing right and also to make sure that everybody feels comfortable and uh, and all this stuff so but i think it's been going really well um obviously i think we're not going to get rid of this virus anytime soon so it would be stupid of me to guarantee that there will never be anyone infected at a camp again it would be like guaranteeing that nobody can ever get infected in jujitsu Jitsu or in a supermarket mm-hmm. uh, because that's what happens so but we we do our best to minimize risk and then um, we take it very seriously I mean if, if if obviously if anyone has any sort of symptoms <laughs> even a sore throat or whatever they're not allowed on the mats uh, for the rest of the week I'll just refund them and send them home or something like that no mm-hmm. so uh, that's been working really well and we the, the most important is that people are comfortable they have a good time and and it works uh, so far so good
0: and the camps have become a little bit more of uh, I don't want to say a family affair, but now you're doing you, you have kids that that are able to go, or families can come to the camps, correct? Uh,
1: before the Only pandemic, one camp, camp of the year. One, oh, one. Okay. Yeah. Only a single camp of the year. I let I let kids come in. So.
0: And do you ha- do you have kids? I think when we first spoke, uh, you mentioned taking care of your kids, and when we were trying to
1: schedule. I ha- yeah, I, ha- I have two two boys, five and eight. So. Um, yeah, so we just do one camp of the year where kids, where families welcome. It's because we do. We've been doing a, a winter camp in Austria in the Alps uh, for seven years in a row. It's one of my favorite. I really, really like that place, and uh, I'm really good friends with the with the family that owned uh, the hotel. And we booked the the whole place mm-hmm. in the winter, and uh, I came in the summer at some point to visit. I was like, God, damn, this is amazing. Um, let's do something in the summer, and then we also rent the entire hotel. So we have 180 beds. So it's like okay. So people might as well bring their kids because it's also a, it's also um like a re, like a paradise for kids in the in the summer in the Alps there. So, so yeah, that's the only one. No other camp. Uh, uh, all other camps are are 18 and up. So
0: so do your kid your kids will only travel? Do, or do are they doing jujitsu? Number one. And no, no, they're not doing jujitsu. So they don't. They're not interested in traveling to those or. Doing jiu-jitsu oh, they join
1: us for that camp it's like okay. it's like a summer holiday in austria and then uh we'll invite other families so there's some kids to play with
0: so do you not uh do they not want to train jujitsu or you just haven't you know do you do you feel like you want to they can ask me if they want yeah if
1: they want one day i mean yeah. they're, they're they're really young i don't i don't care i don't mm-hmm. mind they can do whatever they want as long as they they enjoy it i have no just because jujitsu is my interest doesn't mean that it has to be their interest as well yeah so. Okay. Whatever they want, they 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 can they're kind of around it, but they can come and ask me one day if they want to try it. I I would never push it. So, yeah, they're physically active and you know, like move all the time. And they're uh, as long as they do something that makes them happy, then it does not have to be jujitsu. That's great. I know a lot of people who are not interested in jujitsu. So just because they're yeah. my kids, they don't <laughs> they don't need to, have to
0: I think it just I, my I, brain I, goes right to like, of course his kids must train. He's got you know they've got to to see daddy doing jujitsu and, and probably want to play around a little bit.
1: You know, uh, in my old Academy, we had more than 10,000 people go through the door. So you know, over mm-hmm. the years, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people who have no interest yeah. in continuing martial arts. Yeah. So, I mean, who says that, that just because they're my kids, they don't have to be uh, yeah. interested in that. Yeah. I, I've been teaching kids classes a lot over the years, like kind of young teenagers and, mm-hmm. um, and it's not for everyone. And often it's more for the parents than it is for the kids, and that's never sustainable. So I would never push that.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So are you outside of the issues with IBJJF? Do you have any interest in competing anymore? Do you try to compete, or are you just retired from competing?
1: If If I could, I, I would compete every weekend, but unfortunately yeah. it's not really possible for me. So. Yeah. I think competition is the most healthy thing you can do for yourself yeah, uh, and for Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, so um, there's really literally nothing about competing that's not healthy for you in a sense. So, yeah. um, But um, I also do 14 camps of the year. I have a little bit of family holiday I would like to do. And there's no competition here. Obviously we're just 10 people training. So I would have to fly to the U.S. literally just to get a few matches that that's a little bit silly at this point. No, yeah. I did, I, I competed for 10 years, at least, uh, quite a lot. And, and, uh, that was back when I was younger and I had nothing else to do, but to just sit in the, uh, go, go train every day. Um, but in my life right now, it's just, you cannot do everything. So if, if there, if everything, something pops up, I'm already, I already jump in. You know, I mean, sometimes at the, at the camps, we always do like fun competitions, we don't do jujitsu competitions uh because it doesn't really work for a camp camp setting uh but we do fun competitions and other things like we do uh, uh traditional wrestling styles or we do surfing competitions or we do um we do uh also icelandic uh, wrestling every year in iceland uh vikings versus tourists and i always jump in and all that stuff <laughs> i think i saw one of those <laughs>
0: yeah
1: so so um so in i will compete in anything i think it's fun to compete uh i'm not i don't have like a like a Winning mentality whatsoever, but I always think it's fun to put myself out into deep water like that a little bit So, so it's just in my life. I can't do it if there if my life ever changes and I am And I have easy access to competitions. I will sign up uh, until I cannot uh, roll anymore. So
0: did you have any any major injuries? I think I might have heard you say you had a, a knee injury at one point
1: uh, I have all of them. <laughs> Pick one.
0: I saw I saw a meme that said something like, "I went to the doctor and he asked asked me how much pain I was in. Uh, I you know I told him the normal amount, and the doctor said the normal amount of pain is no pain is zero. We as, as jujitsu practitioners we ex- do not ex- we don't know what that means. There's always something yeah. that's hurting, Whether it's your back. your knee.
1: I, it's, I, I would say in a sense i would say i have no injuries but i also have a bunch of small stuff you know
0: yeah
1: like right now i'm dealing with uh you know i had i had a lot because i pushed myself a lot over the years and the definition of an injury is that your body passes its full capacity of like intensity you know so mm. i actually there was a point maybe 10 years ago where i i changed my my training mentality quite a lot and and i, I decided to never go more than 80 percent in Intensity of number of rounds, number of days I train, you know, uh, and uh, if I can lift 100 kilos, I'll lift 80. Uh, and that changed uh, completely, you know, uh, that uh, after that I, I did, uh, I've done probably 10 years without any major injuries whatsoever. Um, uh, but I still have a bunch of old stuff that's nagging me, like neck and back and knees and stuff. And currently I have a bodybuilding injury uh which is kind of cool in a sense just like a wrist inflammation i had for two years (laughs) that fucks up everything for me in my life Uh, but i was rehabbing my knee and i thought this is boring let let me lift weights i was like ah must be wilder you know like must lift more more weights every single day and then yeah i just had got one of those annoying inflammations in my wrist and it just will not go away it's a fucking nightmare so it is what it is, you know.
0: So I see a couple of yoga mats behind you. Is that something that are, are those? Are you actually doing yoga, using them for stretching? Is that a, a part of your uh, your recovery? This is not my place. Oh, it's not no, your place. No, okay.
1: No, no. <laughs> oh, this is, was this your friend that friends. you were helping move? No, no, no. This is my. This is one of my friends. is uh, his private dojo. I broke into it because ah. he's at work right now. So. Okay. So, all right. So, um, uh, so I, I just needed a quiet place to record. So I just I know the door wasn't locked, so I came here to film it. So I, I ask
0: a lot of our guests this question, and I and I kind of feel like I already know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you have any regrets as it relates to your Jitsu journey, the way that you've done things?
1: Oh, I thought you were going to ask me if my curls were natural. <laughs> that's that's my last question. <laughs> uh, regrets, no.
0: Wouldn't change anything? Next
1: question. No. <laughs> well, that's cool. I, I wish that's I had good. never pissed off the IBJJF. Yeah. Man, if you can go through life and not have any regrets, you've done something right. Yeah, man. Yeah. Listen, you've I think right.
0: you, you live a life that uh, a lot of us... You know
1: that truck outside? Yeah. Yeah. It, I just haven't spray-painted it yet to say regrets. Yeah. That's...
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely, Christian. You live a life that a lot of us would envy. I'm sure you know what you have your. Your own trials and tribulations in your life, but from the outside, I mean, you know, as jujitsu practitioners, we would all love to travel and and just do jujitsu. I, I, as some, I've recently left my full time job to do. Uh, I've owned a, a marketing company before, so I opened up a small marketing company and uh, am doing the podcast a little. I would call it more full time. We were doing two episodes a month. Now we're doing four. Uh, hopefully, we'll continue to do even more than that. So, uh, you know, everything that I do is, is related to jujitsu or martial arts in some way. So, I'm um, I'm, I'm happy to kind of at 48, go down that road now of really doing what I love and, and what uh, floats my boat, so to speak.
1: Right. You know,
0: so you you're, locked you're up the the, I don't know. the, 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 the screen locked up a little bit. I can hear you though. Uh,
1: same here. Oh, Let me, me just double check if I ran out of data or not. That might be it. Okay. No yes. <laughs> okay. Wait, I'll just recharge it. One second. It'll be very quick. Sure, I'm on stupid Caribbean internet here. Bye. <laughs> okay, Caribbean internet. Come yeah, on. <laughs> it's like once every two months I run out of data, and then okay, I think it should be back in a second. That's it. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up
0: in a in a in a couple of minutes anyway, but. Um, so let, let me ask you this question as uh, this is kind of one of our, it started out as a joke and it's become like a little bit, uh, uh, we have an argument about it when I do my round tables. Um, the big question, do you wash your belt? If no, why? Yes.
1: Okay, boom. Of course. I, <laughs> we, yeah. Who the fuck doesn't wash their belt? A Please. lot of people, you would be surprised. I've had people
0: stare at me going, why of- would you wash your belt? It's, uh, you know, it." it uh, the best argument that I've uh, and I don't think it's the uh, the perfect argument but the best argument I've heard was well, you're looking you' uh, you're showing that you've you're training more it's, it's fading the belt so it makes it look like you train more and people will try to pass and you know it makes it look like they' they've been training more than they actually have to their instructor but I, I don't I don't think that that's uh, that much of a, a fair argument but,
1: I, I understand like you're not, why somebody's washing that. your underwear. You know, it looks like you're. I don't know. I've used that same <laughs> argument. I'm
0: somebody up until my brown belt that I just gotten within the last month. I haven't washed it yet. Uh, I usually wash my belt every couple of trainings. You know, again, it's just like my. I'd wash my gi. I'm gonna wash my belt. I'm gonna wash my underwear. I'm gonna wash my my rash guards.
1: But you should wash it every I, time.
0: I I I was up until my brown belt. I let some people creep into my brain a little bit and I think I'm going to push them right back out and, uh, and go back to washing it. Uh, it's just, you know, I think it's disgusting <laughs> for me, you know,
1: but. It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Especially. Yeah, I don't days. roll with people. I don't roll with people who don't wash their belts. I just tell them straight up, not, not rolling with you. Really? Yes. You have- if any other piece of clothes they're wearing, that they sweating <laughs> yeah. five days a week that they don't wash, if it was socks or like, uh, I don't know, uh, wristband or any other thing they're wearing that they never wash, that they sweat in and other yeah. people sweat in. Of course, I'm not going to touch that. That's disgusting.
0: I had I had a training partner who at some point I passed his guard and my face was like pointing down towards his knees. And I was just looked at him and said, what is that smell? And it turned <laughs> out he had his, uh, his, uh, uh knee, knee uh, guards, whatever, uh, uh, his knee pads were, Mm, we're moldy, we're not, yes, we're not being washed. <laughs> and at the end of practice, his wife trains with the women in our gym, and he said, Honey, smell this. And he put it in her face, she was just like, It just smelled like she's almost like she's urine She's still
1: recovering from yeah, that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Kristen, listen, I'm gonna let you go. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us. Stick around for just a okay. second, but uh, if if and when you are ever in Florida, you know, we do love to do our in-studio interviews. We usually have a couple of people do what we call more of a roundtable and just, you know, talk about jujitsu. But if you're ever in the States, here in, in South Florida, we'd love to have you come in. Okay? But I definitely appreciate Thank you, you. Uh, coming and joining us. Thank you so much. No, my pleasure. Right? Thanks for having me. All right. Hold on one second.
1: Sorry, it took a year to book it. No,
0: <laughs> no worries. It happens. It happens. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Christian, for joining us. Really appreciate that. I'm going to do a little housekeeping, everybody, real quick. Shout out to our Patreon sponsors, including uh, Carlson Gracie Winterhaven and Winterhaven, Florida. Check them out at cgwinterhaven.com, at Carlson Gracie underscore Winterhaven on Instagram. Also, Carlson Gracie Broward County down here in North Lauderdale. Carlson Gracie Broward County dot com, at Carlson Gracie Broward County on Instagram. Big J. Yeah, Big J. Shout out. Heard from them yesterday. Some interesting things going on. We talked about it. We're not going to share with everybody just yet. John Way Martial Arts and Plantation. Again, down here in South Florida, johnwaymartialarts.com, at johnwaymartialarts on IG. Uh, Also, we want to shout out our individual patrons, Jebediah Barra, Robert Walker, Frank House, Boa Athletics. Check them out on IG, at BOA underscore athletics. Michael Pixley Jr., Jason Smiley, CJ Carroll, Mission 22, Chuck Reddoor, and Roberto Santiago. All righty. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, visit us on patreon.com forward slash jujitsu dummies. You'll get a shout out just like that at the end of every episode. You're also automatically entered to win up to $100 in jujitsu swag every single month. So we put our patrons, our podcast patrons from Patreon, and listeners who send questions or topics for the show. We throw you all into a raffle. We pick a winner every single month, and you can get either uh, some Fightback CBD, uh, a T-shirt, our podcast tee from either our store or Flow and Roll. Now, Flow and Roll is holding is a uh, it's got our T-shirts on the on their site. Um, or you know, sometimes we do a gi, embroidered belts. You know, things our sponsors you know contribute to the show. So check us out again, Patreon.com yeah, forward slash Jujitsu Dummies. You can check us out at jujitsu dummies on ig for all the ways to watch listen support and donate to our scholarship program we're going to be awarding the one-year scholarships instead of the foundation awarding them so we're going to do that pretty soon and you know those are going to go to veterans first responders their families and children so it's going to be really cool but we're going to take that over from the foundation and do it directly from the podcast check out our podcast store at jujitsu dummies.shop get 15 percent off with code jjd uh, ranked rash guards, teas, backpacks, coffee mugs, free shipping on orders over 50 bucks. I want to thank the We Defy Foundation for their support and all they do for the veteran and jiu-jitsu communities. For those of you who don't already know, they provide therapeutic relief to disabled combat veterans through jiu-jitsu. Check them out at We Defy Foundation on Instagram, and you can donate anytime at WeDefyFoundation.org. And last but not least, once again, let's get a clear shot of the shirt. Fight hey. CBD. Thank you, guys. Back. Thank you, Justin.
1: There's all those beautiful uh, products.
0: Yep, yep. You got the uh, the freeze, which I put on my neck again before I came out. I've been putting it on my shoulders as well. Awesome. And I'm still taking the, uh, the nighttime Dump. right at sleepy you sleep gotta time. You've got
1: to be careful where you put that stuff. Yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> bath bombs. I haven't tried the bath bombs yet. I've got to try the bath bombs. But uh, I def- I'm, currently, I use the nighttime and the freeze. Awesome. Oh. Uh, check them out. At FightbackCBD on Instagram. You can get 20% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com with code JJD. All right? I'm um, at Uncle Milty on IG. Bo?
1: Bad Works. At Bad Works.
0: B A D W E R K S. There you go. Check us out. Send us a message. Hey. Let us know who you want to see on the show. Send Hello. us any questions. Hello. What's that? A
1: little flow?
0: Flow and roll. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Flow and yeah. We, we shouted out Flow and Roll. Yeah. Already? You Twice. You uh, can't
1: see that I'm wearing. Yeah, you can't see it. Strip, Flo- we I shout out it.
0: Flow and Roll at the beginning, and then now we've been shouting out Dis- that they're also holding our, uh, our shirts. Yeah. yeah, well, you're wearing Jiu Jitsu shirts now. You've had a train Jiu Jitsu, <sighs> but we'll talk about that in another episode. <laughs> Thank you for watching and listening, everybody. Appreciate you. Peace. Love Jiu Jitsu.